Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. The federal government has talked a lot about bringing in a new bill of rights for airline passengers. And we're getting details on that today from Transport Minister Mark Garneau. Here's some of what he had to say. Uh, There are, as you know, uh, compensations that are required depending on delays, depending on on cancellations, and also on issues such as overbooking. It depends what an airline chooses to do within those regulations. Uh, To get a proper assessment of the impact, economic, you have to look at those things. But we believe that it is absolutely essential for us to have a regime of passenger rights, something that people have talked about for well over a decade and that our government is finally doing. So draft regulations were released today for public comment. The hope is to have the rules take effect by next summer. Uh, But as the minister alludes to, uh, this would put into place standards, and some of that would address people who are bumped from overbooked flights or have to sit through long delays, and it could mean fines, and it could mean compensation up to $2,400, in fact, in compensation under these proposed regulations. But how meaningful is this? What is the likelihood uh, that anybody is going to receive compensation under this regime? Uh, well, our next guest has been following all of this very closely and uh, is rather underwhelmed, I think, by what he's uh, seen and heard today. Gabor Lukas joins us, air passenger rights advocate, uh, much more at airpassengerrights.ca. Gabor, thanks for joining us here today. Good afternoon. So were, were you surprised by anything you saw today, first of all? I'm not surprised. I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they could have done better. Absolutely. You, you were not optimistic the- that they would. I was not optimistic, but certainly they could have done better. The uh, regulations that are being proposed undermine the rights of passengers enjoyed prior to the new legislation. The government has actually admitted that the purpose of this new law is to help airlines to be more competitive, and they are doing it always at the expense of the traveling public. Tarmac delays doubled from 90 minutes maximum to three hours or possibly more taking away compensation for delays and cancellations caused by the airline's own maintenance problems, I fail to see how this could possibly be called in good faith something good for the Canadian traveling public. Actually, to characterize this as an air passenger bill of fright, as the minister has done, is an additional slap in the face. So what's the biggest shortcoming then, as you see it? The, The main shortcoming is that it doesn't protect travelers actually helps their lives. It creates a worse situation than the situation was before. In the past, airline had to return to the gate, allow passengers to disembark after 90 minutes of tarmac delay. Now passengers will be stuck in a tarmac for three or possibly three hours and uh, 45 minutes. With respect to compensation, passengers in international standards say that if your aircraft breaks down due to uh, maintenance problems and 
the airline cannot fly, the flight is cancelled, delayed, you are owed compensation. That's how the European Union's regulation, their regime, also works. It is the airline's aircraft, so they are responsible for it. If the aircraft breaks down, you get paid. Simple as that. None of that is going to happen in Canada. So in reality, even with denied boarding, which looks very generous on the paper, if the airline can claim that they actually swapped aircraft, this smaller aircraft, and that's why they bombed you and they had to swap the aircraft because of some maintenance issues, they are not going to pay you a dime. So they have ways of avoiding the compensation. It is not simply a loophole. It is a big gaping hole. The entire regulation is a scheme for airlines to avoid paying compensation in almost all cases, save those where the airline itself willingly admits that they have to pay. Uh, as it's written, passengers would be entitled to compensation of $400 after a delay of three hours, $700, and $1,000 at the six-hour and nine-hour marks. After two hours of delay, airlines would have to provide food and drink as well as free Wi-Fi. After the nine-hour mark, airlines would be required to rebook passengers on flights with competing airlines. Is, is there any positive in, in any of that? I find something very little positive in this because even in the past, if you were stuck in a situation, you had to go out and buy food for yourself and then get reimbursed if you had the stamina to fight for it. Uh, with airlines nominally now being perhaps required to provide you food, it's far from being clear that they're actually going to do that and not tell you just go buy something and we'll reimburse you. And then when you ask for reimbursement, they just refuse to pay. So what would a meaningful passenger bill of rights look like? A meaningful passenger bill of rights would look like a copy of the European Union's regime. They have a regime that works, has been tested, it balances the interests of airlines and passengers, and it actually fosters safety and efficiency. And we're not anywhere close to that. We are very far from it, and I'm quite troubled by Minister Garneau claiming that the Canadian system has anything to do with the European regime. The European regime requires airlines to pay compensation in all cases, but a case of truly extraordinary circumstance, like a volcano eruption, like a snowstorm or an act of terrorism, which we all understand that in those cases, airlines should be off the hook. Nobody would ever claim otherwise. Mm -hmm. But in Canada, what we see is that instead, the airlines virtually will never have to pay because they will be able to claim that this was a maintenance issue, a safety issue, and there goes the obligation to pay through the window. What about in the U.S.? What do the rules look like south of the border? South of the border, they still have the Montreal Convention. With respect to uh, denied boarding compensation, they have a, a sliding scale, but that is way more generous in terms of uh, the after, um, after uh, four hours of delay, they have to pay you uh, uh, 1350 US, up to 350 U.S. dollars um, compensation. Um, so in terms of the in terms of the uh, denied boarding, it looks like a more generous regime. With respect to uh, flight delays, cancellations for domestic flights, they don't have a specific regime. For international flights, they have the Montreal Convention regime, which requires airlines, just like in Canada, to compensate passengers up to eighty-six hundred Canadian dollars in the event of flight delay and cancellation. In, in other words, delay in the transportation of the passenger by air. In one respect, uh, Mark Garneau says that this is actually um, better than the rules in the EU because this would apply to all airlines flying into, out of, and within Canada, something that doesn't apply in the EU. It's incorrect. Mr. Garneau needs to check his facts. 
when when you look at the European regulations, it applies to all flights within the EU, all flights departing from the EU, and all flights of European airlines flying to the European Union, big to ensure that you don't assert extra jurisdictional, uh, extra territorial jurisdiction on foreign airlines. So uh, I'm not sure what Mr. Garneau is talking about, but the European rules do apply to all flights which fall within the European Union's jurisdiction. Of course, Europe cannot legislate about what happens to flights that are entirely within Canada. But I, I, we don't see the logic in Minister Garneau's statement. Interesting. So the, these are draft regulations. There's an opportunity to, to maybe shape these, make some changes. Uh, do we need to go back to the drawing board or do you think we, we can bring in some changes uh, during this period? Uh, the problem is that, um, you know, when, when it came to the uh, legislation itself, it was already very controversial. There was significant opposition to the government legislation from passengers and consumer rights advocates. The Senate provided substantial amendments to the proposed bill, but Minister Garneau reintroduced the legislation without the amendments in May of this year. So in light of that, we have the minister, the government, and the Canadian Transportation Agency showing no interest in responding to the needs of Canadians or the concerns of the Senate. So we don't expect any change in their approach now. But yes, what should happen is we should be going back to the drawing board and fix those two major flaws in the legislation and fix them then in the regulations. All right. Much more at airpassengerrights.ca on Facebook as well at airpassengerrights. Uh, Gabor, thanks so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Take care. Gabor Lukacs is uh, Air Passenger Rights Advocate, airpassengerrights.ca again on Facebook as well at airpassengerrights. So they say this actually takes us in the wrong direction. This actually undermines passenger rights. Uh, that now when, with regard to tarmac delays, we actually go from, from a 90-minute threshold to a three-hour threshold. But there's going to be no compensation when it comes to maintenance problems, and that gives the airlines an out, he says, when it comes to ever having to pay compensation. If they just say it was for maintenance reasons, then they don't have to compensate anybody. Uh, the other catch in all of this is that smaller airlines would have to pay less compensation than the bigger airlines. So if you're traveling on a low-cost carrier and you run into these problems, you're going to get a lot less. So they say the proposed regulations confirm the fears of consumer rights advocates, ignore the concerns raised by the Senate Transportation and Communications Committee. They are not impressed. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.